and you hear this all the time, I just want to be my best self, right? Great. Be your best self. But how are you doing it? How are you getting there? Why do you want to be your best self? Biggest question. Biggest question you can ask. This is important to me, but why? Welcome, everyone, to Alive with Sean Christian. I am indeed your host, Sean Christian, and I really appreciate your being here with me because if you are at all curious about what it takes to create a life that makes you feel truly alive, you are at the right place. Let me tell you, I am just as curious as you are. So together, we will explore and learn what it takes to create experiences that inspire us to feel alive. I will share with you some of my experiences, as well as introduce you to people who have created a lifestyle out of living their passion and purpose. So I hope every episode will spark your imagination and ignite your soul. So with a curious mind, an open heart, and an adventurous spirit, let's create a life that makes us feel alive. What's happening, beautiful people? I have to share a little conversation I just got into about the importance of having a strong value system and how it impacts all areas of our life. If we're not clear on what we value, if we don't have that clarity about this is important to me, this is important to me, this is important to me, right? We have huge important lists, task lists, to-do lists, but The deeper question is, why are these important to me? Why am I doing these things that I deem so important? Your to-do list, right? Is it important? Is it significant? Which is a whole next level stuff. But why am I doing this? Why? Ask yourself, why is this important to me? Whatever that is, right? So back that up and check out what your values are first. What are your three top values? Just do this for yourself. I value this. Honesty. I value loyalty. I value energy. I value creativity. I value, you know, inspiration. I value being a good mom. You know, why do you value being a good mom? Whatever that is, right? I value being a great coworker. You know, unpack it. Don't just say, well, um, I value being loyal. Okay, great. We, we Hopefully <laughs> you do. Why? Why do you do that? I don't know why I need these in my ear right now, but... Um, so ask yourself, unpack them so you get real clear, but I'm able to put it in check because I know what I value and why I value it. Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's the importance of this? And if it doesn't align with my value, I go, no, no, no. I value this because whatever it is, putting this task first and foremost makes sense. No, it's not in alignment with my value. Put it off the list or put it to another time in a less significant space. But make sure you get those tasks done that are most valuable to you. Make sure that's all in alignment. Are your tasks in alignment with what you value? If you're not, your body's going, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I I can't do this. Whatever that feeling is. Be in tune with what your body's trying to tell you. And when people get sick and... And sore, you get a sense that your body's that's like the warning light going, hey, pay attention. I'm trying to tell you something. And now you have the power to, to, to sort of heal yourself by making sure your actions are in alignment with what you value. 
And third thing you can kind of do to manage some of the energy is know when your energy is at its peak. When are you most energetic? Some people are in the morning, right? Like for me, I'm like from, you know, 5 to 11 a.m., most alive. I'm most creative. It's where I do most of my creative work, where I give most of my energy. If it's a high priority for me, it's going to be done in that time frame, right? Then later in the afternoon, it's where I got mid-energy, you know, maybe from 1 to two, 3 o'clock, whatever that is. All right, some of those other tasks that aren't as significant that I don't hold in high value can be done then. And then when I have like sort of the least amount of energy, all these little tasks that I, you know, I needed to get done, I can put them then. I'll do them then, right? Having specific time to check email, not doing it when I'm really at my height of energy. That's when I need to really be giving my most to what I value most. So figure that out for yourself. When... Are you at the height of your energy? When is medium energy? When are you at your lowest energy? Right? And strategically plan your day, your activities, your tasks, your goals around the power of your own personal energy. Some people are night owls. I mean, there's a science to this. Some people are like, okay, I'm real creative at night or whatever. That might be your time. So that is when you do those things that are most important to you. A lot of the people that I work with in a creative space. Oh, I'm a night owl. I love to work. That's when you need to be given your best. Make sure you have the energy and the focus and the commitment to that specific time. So it's consistent with what you value. Now you're getting the most out of you. And you hear this all the time. I just want to be my best self, right? Great. Be your best self. But how are you doing it? How are you getting there? Why? Do you want to be your best self? Biggest question. Biggest question you can ask. This is important to me, but why? Well, because I love to create. Okay, cool. Why? I love to have an impact on people's lives. Why? Well, when people are more alive and they create experiences that make them feel alive or they're having a shared experience with me or someone else or they're creating one for themselves... They are the most happiest, they're most peaceful, they're most grateful, they're most energetic. And when people are doing that with other people in the world, the world is an amazing place to be in. That's why I do what I do. But I had to back it up. Why do I like to be creative? Why do I like to inspire? Why do I like to lead? Why are these important to me? And it made sense. But I had to do the work. I had to do the reflection. Not always easy. And then things shift. There's certain stages of our life and even my life. I were, there were other things that I was like, well, this is really valuable. This is really important to me. Certainly in my 20s or, or even my teens, like I got to get educated. This is my time to really focus, go to college, get the most amount of knowledge. You know, and granted, it was book knowledge and, and a lot of it just being on my own knowledge, I think. You know, in full disclosure, college actually taught me more about how living on my own was a challenge than just, you know, diving into books and getting more knowledge that way. Um, but that takes, you know, you have to step back and kind of look at, at the chapters of your life. And you can do this and kind of also get a sense of where you're at currently with what you value. Right. So really go back in your, let's say, go back, go back in your 20s. You can go back in your teens if you want. If you want, go back, you know, what 
was the most significant thing that happened in my life in my teen years that really shaped my life in a positive way. What was it in that decade? Okay. And then do that with your 20s. What was the most significant experience in my 20s that really shaped who I am? What did I value? What was important? What was really significant in my 20s that I did? Right? And it's and it's evolving. I just want you to get a sense of how things evolve. And then in your 30s, maybe you were having kids and starting to build a family. And that value sort of shifted. You're like, well, I value my kids. I value having a family. You know, having a roof over my head and paying our bills. You know, it wasn't the same thing you had in your teens, right? You know, it certainly wasn't for me. I can tell you that. So now you're getting a sense of how your values can always continue to grow and evolve based on what you decide, not the external environment. You can see how the external environment has an impact, but how it has an impact on what we value is up to us. 100%. Don't forget that. Right? Do not forget that. We have people in our lives and we've encountered it in our teens or our 20s. Right? Have you ever had somebody who just say something to you so hurtful or a teacher or a peer, maybe in high school especially or in the playground, and you and you carry that today? Like, why do I feel so, I don't know, stupid or whatever? Oh, my God, that, that grade school teacher told me I was so stupid. So I gave up, you know, I stopped trying at school. I thought, oh, okay, books aren't for me because... Apparently, an authority figure like a teacher <laughs> thinks I'm stupid, right? Or whomever. And we just take that to heart and we go, well, I'm clearly just stupid. This is an example, of course, um, not for me or anybody in particular, but, you know, it's an example. All right? I'll give you a, a quick example. I was talking about this uh, today, you know, uh, in grade school. This is grade school. And, you're, you know, a lot of your ideas are being shaped. Right, you're out away from the parents now. I think it was in fifth grade, and I was walking up towards the front of the class. And now, just to, just to give you a little context, I when I'm when I was younger, I just moved in the world freely. I was just who I was. I was happy. If anyone would play kickball, like come on, let's play kickball. Anybody, it doesn't matter. Whoever you want to play football, let's go. And all the neighborhood kids would yell, "Come on, anybody, whoever." Or if anybody was sitting there on the uh, on the sideline, like come on, let's get in, let's play. Let's do, let's, let's play, right? And I moved just, just with a lot of energy, which I kind of have now anyway, but I'm actually managing my energy better because I know what I value, right? Which sort of comes full circle. But anyway, I'm walking up to class and this girl in her chair goes, you were so conceited. I was in fifth grade. I was like, I didn't even know what that meant, by the way. I was like, what? She goes, conceited, you're conceited. You're such a conceited person. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't even know what that means. And I just kept walking, right? And this is how this one individual saw me. So all this vitality, all this energy as a kid, I was like, I had to look this up. I'm like, what? what is what is conceited mean? I'm like, okay, self-absorbed, only cares about himself, doesn't, you know, acknowledge or appreciate others. You know, the list goes on to conceited. And I'm like, oh my God, is that who I am? Oh my God, I must be conceited. I must be self-centered. I must be... So I, all that energy that I had, I just sort of really sort of deflated like a balloon in a little bit there. And I was like, wow, maybe I better not move in the world and not be so gregarious. And so now I couldn't put, I certainly didn't know the word gregarious in fifth grade, but 
from an energy standpoint, I, it really deflated what was organically me, right? And so, of course, I did, I would hope, I was I really acknowledged people and appreciated people and said please and thank you. That is something that I, you know, sort of was raised with. But someone in, in the world wasn't experiencing that for me and that really I just was crushing. And it shifted a little bit, certainly with the way I moved in class and with certain people, I was like, wow. Um, I, it took me a while to figure out, but it let it shape my life to a point that I became so humble that all of these leadership qualities and my ability that I enjoyed inspiring and getting people involved and engaged, whether, like I said, whether it was kickball or softball or volleyball or just running on the playground or, or monkey bars or whatever, I was like, okay, don't be so engaging. No, don't, don't, don't. Putting that, that people see that as conceited. Oh, for years, right? Just blew me away. I just was like, okay, take a back seat. Take a back seat. And then, you know, and, and of course, certain sports activities that were like, okay, I want you to be a captain. I want you to lead, right? And I wasn't, I know now in retrospect, wasn't leading with my full capacity because I just had to remain humble, which is great quality. Don't get me wrong. Almost to a fault where I, it stopped me from inspiring. And leading, like nobody wants to really hear my full voice, the full expression of trying to get somebody motivated. It comes off as conceited. This was sort of happening subconsciously in my head. And it, it took me a long time, a long time. And, and in retrospect, you know, I was like, okay, I was a leader of this team and whenever a captain. And then I could see where that role shifted. And like, no, you, you weren't really leading by example in the way you should, where a leader kind of, you know, grips someone from within that they are inspired from within you know which is great about doing what i do now and certainly as an actor an artist a creator performer and a life coach you know it is really about you know taking what i have using that energy to inspire something inside somebody else right so i've learned to you know let go of this limiting belief but you know go back sort of a long-winded conversation about my point but I think you get it, you know, go back in these ass points of your life where, you know, a, what was the most valuable experience in that decade? What were some of the limiting beliefs that I had and were, am I still carrying those values and those limiting beliefs? Just keep yourself in check and just get a sense about where you're at. Okay. Your thirties, your forties, you know, fifties, sixties, wherever you're at, man, if you're 70, 80, don't stop learning. Don't stop growing. And appreciate, you know, the whole spectrum of people listening here because it applies to any generation. I have kids in three different generations, and this is applicable to each and every one of them. It's been applicable to my life. I didn't know it in that time. I didn't know it then, but I sure as hell know it now and continue to try to apply these principles in my life. What do I value? And am I holding on to any limited belief that I may have heard from somebody somewhere? It's just the noise. I call it the noise, right? You, and when you ask yourself that, well, why do I think I can't do that thing? Why? Well, you know, my boss says I'm, I'm really good at this or I'm not so good at that. Okay, well, why? Well, but what if it's something you love doing? What if? What if, what if you do love doing that? And someone said, well, you're just not good at it. You should stop. And, and it's a limiting belief that's in your way right now that's keeping you from living 
your full potential right now. That's constantly, always a growing, always evolving your potential. But are you at your maximum potential right now? Nope. Okay, why is that? Well, because I value this thing or this is what I want, but I'm not doing it. Why are you not doing it? Uh, I don't know. Just sit with it, right? Don't beat yourself up with these things. You cannot. This isn't this is an exercise about, oh, man, I was such an idiot in my 20s. I was an idiot in my 20s. But I don't beat myself up about it, right? Or I made you know mistakes in my life. I use them as building blocks to grow and to have learned from. Still, still making mistakes, still falling on my face, still, constantly. But what am I learning from it? Why is this not happening? Okay, well, I don't know. Well, what is it? But I'm taking responsibility for me, right? Not the external world, right? Never. That's where we get into trouble. We start blaming the external world in, about our problems. This is where we get into trouble. We're not getting to the root of how we can actually heal it and move forward, right? And live in awe. I say that I said this before, and I think in another uh, podcast, I was like, awareness. Work it out. Work through it. Take it head on, right? W E explore and examine and execute. That's okay. If it didn't work, go back. Become aware. What didn't work? And work with that. And then execute and explore again. All right, well, that kind of worked, but that didn't work. Excellent. Go back. You see the loop? You're constantly keeping yourself in check with what you hold dear, with what you value, what's important to you. Right? Things shift in a decade all the time. And your, and your lifestyle changes. If you're hanging on to some of the old belief systems and the value systems that aren't serving you today, you need to be aware of it. You need to, you need to keep that in check. Right? How is that? That's what makes, A, the coaching so powerful. You have accountability partners. Right? And you have these people in your life, community of people who can sort of help shape you. Again, to be clear, don't let the external world define you but there are certain social cues and, and people who you trust, of course, and that you can rely on that are wonderful sources of insight that allow you to distill it and self-reflect. And, okay, what was useful? What was helpful? Even if it's hurtful, strangely enough, that's what, that's what a real, honest, raw conversation is. Okay, but why is this hurting? It might be really close to home. I don't know. But you're not afraid to explore it, not afraid to examine it. Right? You have to be aware of it first and then work with it. That's how you live in awe. Aware, work with it, and explore and expand and experience it. So important. So I'll circle this back to how do we feel alive? How do we create experiences that make us feel alive? And feeling alive is different for each and every individual. Some people feel alive when they're most joyful. Some people feel alive when they're at peace or in an area of calm. Some people really feel alive when they're laughing or making people laugh. Some people feel alive when they're just, just doing some something almost like adrenaline rushed, right? Something that induces that high octane, something that makes them feel alive. It's different for everybody. What is it for you? Identify that. 
right? It takes time. And you have the power to create those experiences that make you, inspire you, ignite you to feel alive. But know what it is that makes you feel alive in this moment, right here, right now, and moving forward. You can connect the dots of your life and you probably see a pattern of things where you were your most joyful. And if you do that for each and every decade, like what was the most valuable, most enriching, most powerful experience I in my teens, my 20s, my 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, right? What were those? Connect those dots. And why were those so powerful and meaningful to you? Ooh, that's why. It brought me so much exhilaration and so much joy, whatever it was. Ah, how can I recreate that? Again, I'm not saying recreate your past. I'm saying use that as a springboard to identify what it is about you that makes you feel alive, come alive, be fully present. And that's what being alive is to me, is like being fully present in this moment. Your senses are completely aware to all the details, all the sensations around you and within you. You are there. You are connected on all levels. That's being alive. Feeling that sense of excitement for me, right? Joy, a sense of peace and calm. It embodies all of this living in awe and your deep gratitude. I am most alive when I like, you ever like have a moment and you're like, oh my God, thank you God for this moment. It's amazing, right? That is being alive. You're grateful. Gratitude. Don't forget to weave that in there because that's one of the baselines of the music of being alive is gratitude. If you went back and, and dialed in all those, those experiences in every decade, there's a common theme. Deeply grateful for that. I'm sure you'll find it in there. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. So make sure that is part of what is making you feel alive because it is the spark plug that ignites being alive. Gratitude. Because if we're carrying anything else, we're not getting to that. We're not fully alive with the present moment. We're hanging on to the stress of a situation, the anxiety of what could go wrong. Don't get me wrong. Analyze you know, all possibilities before you jump into an activity. Right? But don't let the fear paralyze you. Learn from it. Use it as a springboard. And if you're scared, keep getting more knowledge, more wisdom about that experience. So then you'll feel less scared. No different than you know, riding a bike, right? When you're riding a bike, you were scared, right? You go, oh my God, I'm going to crash. I'm going to tip over. But you learned. You had to go, okay, well, this is how the pedals work. This propels me forward. Well, how do I stop? Oh, this is the front brake. Okay. Where's the back? Okay. Oh, that's the back brake. Cool. Well, if I hit the front brake first, kind of, the, I might tip over. Okay, great. Don't hit it so hard. Uh, how do I keep my balance? It takes time, right? And as you did it, most of us have gone through it. Um, you've learned. So now what happened to the fear? Went away. You don't get on a bike and have those same anxieties and same fears right now. Hopefully, right? But you are now educated, knowledgeable. You've invested in your skills and your ability to do this particular task that makes you feel alive. Good. Bike, you know, bike is a small example. But you can see the value if you're like, oh, I'll never get there. Well, how do I get there? 
How do I create this life that makes me feel alive? Right? Start. Get get strategic. Make a plan. Get some tasks. Break it down. It's a whole nother, you know, episode, but it has to start. Do some research. Do your homework. And then take the time to execute it and put yourself out there. You will appreciate it. You really, really, really will appreciate it. So when you value this sense of what it means for you to be alive in this moment moving forward and check if your actions are in alignment with that experience, then you are creating a life that makes you feel alive. If they're not, you will know it and you will now be able to work it out. You'll be able to be aware of it, work through it and execute it right? Experience what it is that makes you feel alive. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for spending this time with me. I really appreciate your being here, investing in you. Uh, if you. If you're here with me, clearly, you know, you want to grow, you want to learn, you want to develop, you want to be the best you and create experiences that just just give you a sense of passion and meaning in your life. So I thank you for sharing this time with me and allowing me this platform to really use some of this energy to share it with you and ignite the passions and and the purpose in your life. So you are living and maximizing your potential and continuing to maximize it and grow and evolve with each day, with each decade, with each week, each month. Don't stop. Don't stop growing. Thank you for taking this journey with me. I appreciate it. Go out there, create a life that makes you feel alive.